method of business would persist until the formation of the National Wrestling Alliance in 1948. NWA as a central governing body, with its singular, undisputed world champion, would be absolute, and undeniable. This control, combined with the expansion of the interstate highway system, and the inevitable popularity and availability of regional television, would usher in an era of wrestling that was defined by what would come to be known as the territory system. The territory system would dominate wrestling for nearly four decades. While the borders, authority, popularity, and obedience of individual NWA territories was in a near constant state of flux, to this day the impact and influence of these territories is still felt. Each territory had its own signature promoter and star. While it is impossible to cram these characteristics into a static, concrete map, we are damn sure going to try anyway. So open up your eyes. that song man I really dig that song I gotta ask Jimmy when he take him off mute I think it's called Sinners Never Sacrifice I love that song it's badass Mysterio Hall rocks alright welcome to another week of this week in pro wrestling with the new and not so sure improved format we'll find out uh, where we challenge these four pro wrestling experts on this week's Wrestling knowledge, only questions brought up by Mike Monty himself. That would be me. Let me introduce the cast. The newly crowned world champion, Mr. Phil DeCessere. How's it feel, you, Phil? How's it feel to have that gold? You know, I, I've, I've, been, I've hit six continents this week, and, uh, you know, it's been amazing. I've got a new harem of women. Um, they love me at the bank now. It's just life is good. Life Phil, is good. The most important question, though, you have a choice. The 10 pounds of gold you're carrying now or Danielle Petro on your arm. Which one are you going with? After much deliberation, um, <laughs> <laughs> Danny and me well. sitting in a tree. Oh my God! You're giving up the gold already. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a cheap date. Yep. Second place contestant, the star of the show, Mr. Jimmy Farrell, who just lost to you by a hair of an ass last week. 
if he just yeah. would have chose sky blue. Yeah. Jimmy, you're looking good. You're live on video. Holy Ooh. shit. We got Jimmy. Thank you. I'm well, here. I, I can hear everybody. Way. Everybody can hear me. Life is wonderful. Yeah, I lost up by an ass hair. Now that you stole my joke, Mike, would you like to continue? <laughs> I got to tell you, dude, how long are we growing the hair, bro? That shit's getting, that's a one hell of a mane you got going on there. Uh, when I start stepping on it accidentally, I might take a hint. <laughs> it looks good. Glad to have you, Jimmy. In third place last week was the former champion, the player. Needless, can we say a Look paper guns, champion? Are you a gun. paper I'm champion? Guns. Yes, you are. Are you a paper champion, champion player? Are you going to take back your gold tonight? I'm getting the gold back tonight. You can count on it. And in last place last week is the sloth of pro wrestling. <laughs> ESO Creative, who came in a far distant fourth place. In fact, I think if you would have combined the two games, he still wouldn't have won the championship. But maybe oh, you got the fans behind you right now, Bruce. So he tried. He Ouch. tried really hard. He tried. Ouch. Ouch, ouch. Uh, I'm not the one controlling that button over there, Mike. But uh, hey, let's see what we can do this week about dethroning <laughs> Phil here, the governor of Thursday night. Mr. President, we're coming for you. Bruce, you Mr. know what? You are the fan the favorite. Fired. You are the face of this show. People are rooting for you hard. <laughs> let's go. Let's not let him down, Mike. All right, we won't. All right. Here we what go. Do you mean gents. We won't? It's fixed already? Best of God, luck. Fine. <laughs> So yes. the WWE keeps pushing John Cena as the greatest of all time, the GOAT. Please state your case on why or why not John Cena is the greatest of all time. And starting us on the 30 is the champion, Mr. Phil. You're on the 30. GOAT. Well, um, Cena, may not, I don't think he's the GOAT, okay? Uh, I think he's close to the GOAT, but uh, I don't think he's quite there yet. Um, an amazing specimen physically. You know what I noticed, too, when he wrestles? He doesn't seem to breathe through his mouth. I mean, his cardio is, is underrated. It's incredible. He's just uh, he's, he's amazing in the ring. He doesn't do a lot, but what he does, he does well. Of course, he's now multidimensional. He's speaking Chinese. He's doing movies and TV and all that sort of thing. So he's he's basically taken what The Rock has done and, and kind of just followed in his in his wake. I, I know technically he'll never be Bret Hart, and I think as far as merchandise, he'll never be Hulk Hogan. And I don't think he has had such a revolutionary uh, effect on WWE like Stone Cold. So uh, he is not the goat. Um, he is a good, he's a thoroughbred, he's a, he's a great athlete, he's a great ambassador, uh, he's a great human, comes from a great family, his father's a very, very uh, great man, and uh, I have ultimate respect for John Cena, uh, I think he is wonderful, I think he might be in the, certainly in the top three or five, you know, but we're covering a lot of territory, a lot of champions, um, he's up there, but he isn't the GOAT, he hasn't defined himself as such yet. From from the sales perspective, from the technical perspective, I think from the impact perspective, uh, he's not goat. He might be big match, John. All right, and Phil. Good in. job, man. Good job. Thank you. Glad to see that you mentioned uh, John Cena Senior in your your uh, little message. Yeah, we love there. Mr. Cena. 
Second place and live, not on the telephone, not from his car, the star of the show, Mr. Jimmy Farrell. Jimmy, you know what the question is. You're on the 30. Go. All right. Why don't we just break it down real nice and simple for those folks out there. You know, you got the – let's just start with WrestleMania 1 and take that over from there on in. You got three major faces for the most part. Who were the faces of each major, major, major generation? The game changers, or if you will, the ones who became the crossovers. All right? You got Hulk Hogan. Then we get to the Attitude Era. And, yeah, I'm skipping over stuff because I'm talking about the major, major, major faces. And then you get to Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then you get to the following generation, the Ruthless Aggression. It's John Cena. Is John Cena the greatest of all time? Measuring up against Hulk Hogan? No way. Not even close. Is, it, is he the greatest of all time, even measuring up against Stone Cold Steve Austin? No. No. The bottom line is, is that the most successful time periods in WWE was Hulkamania and the Attitude Era. These are the two greatest stars. Now, who's greater when it comes to those two? I guess we'll save that for another debate on another awesome show. But as far as John Cena goes, John Cena is the greatest, biggest star of his generation. He is the Hulk Hogan of his generation. Understand that clearly, okay? Randy Orton is his joker. He's Batman, John Cena. He's the man. He's always been great. He always will be great. But the greatest of all time, that's reserved for Hulk Hogan and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Period. Well Brother. done, Farrah. came out of the gate strong there. The top two contenders not letting anybody down in this first round. And here comes the former champion, the player. Player, how you feeling about this right now? Some Ready stiff answers so far. He said stiff. <laughs> hey, player, you got a ring pose? What? You got a ring pose? What's going on over there? There you go. All right, player. Nice. I like Just it. waiting for the clock. Like You're on the 30. Go. Well, the first thing I got to say, if uh, Vincent LaGuardia Gambini was with us tonight and he heard Mr. Farrow's answer, what he would say is, everything that guy just said was bullshit. Thank you. Uh, but no, it was, was I, I do agree. It was, was Cena the GOAT? Absolutely not. Here's the problem. GOAT stands for greatest of all time. Not the greatest since 2000. Not the greatest of the last 30 years. Greatest of all time. So... I mean, is is Cena a phenomenal performer? I mean, he, he's been a, a huge, probably the greatest star over the last 20 years, 25 years. Absolutely. Uh, tech wrestling-wise, no. But like Phil said, you know, merch sales, he's behind Hogan, but he's, I mean, he's right up there in the top two. Love the guy. I mean, he's done so many great things for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. And I love Cena. I mean, Cena's definitely in... Now, as far as the, the Mount Rushmore of wrestling, you know, the, the, the top four, I would put Cena right up there with um, Bruno San Martino, uh, Hulk Hogan, let's see, uh, uh, and John Tolos. And then <laughs> Cena would be number four. <laughs> he did it. He did it. He's a legend. Good call. He's a legend. Yeah. So, no, definitely not the greatest of all time. Wow, Benny, you came out strong, and you got some major points for the Tolos conversation. Great reference. Well what? done. Do well done. Do Wait a minute. Oh, that's just – oh, come on. Ah, oh, John Tolos, my foot. That's like, yeah, I was robbed. Bruce. Good job, Good job player. People are rooting for you, man. 
Don't let us down. Bruce! When the clock right. comes up. I'm rooting for you, Bruce. Are you ready? You're right. on the 30. All right. Let's just take a look at this career. He had a legendary career that has spanned several decades. He's third decade of performing. He has transcended the business. He has had tremendous merchandise sales, and he has had tremendous reach. However, Austin still blows him away when it comes to merchandise sales. The Rock has the, the greatest reach in the past 20 years. Uh, John Cena... <laughs> Uh, John Cena is not Bruno San Martino. He, he is not Hulk Hogan. He is not Ric Flair. He's not Luthez. He's you know, some of these other legends over the time. You have George Hack and Schmidt. You have, you have oh, let's, let's take a look. Bruno San Martino's career. His career, he was champion for almost a full decade in total. John Cena's career. <laughs> John Cena's career didn't even... <laughs> oh, man. This is... Please stop. Oh. Please stop it. Stop. Oh. Thez, come stop. on. One of the greatest champions pre-Hulk <laughs> pre Hogan. <laughs> Cena could not even touch Hulk Hogan's career. He could not oh, touch no. George Hackenschmidt's career. Oh. I need a tissue. You cannot, Somebody uh, got me a tissue. This career. Uh, Mike, uh, uh, somehow I, I, I feel oh, a little yeah. jobbed out here. <laughs> I guess we could just. All right, well done, Bruce. Square. Good job, bro. How do we do? Well, oh, I don't know what to say, dude. Oh, my God. Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. All right. Well, I feel the love. I feel the love. Oh. Yeah. Wow. That might have been the greatest question and answer I've ever seen. Next. Oh, my God. All right. Question please. number two. No. NXT, no. <laughs> NXT viewership Wait. beats AEW Dynamite by a wide margin. WWE yeah. NXT beat AEW Dynamite viewership when the two yeah. show clashes on October 10th. According to PWI, uh, PW Torch, 921,000 viewers for NXT and 800, uh, sorry, what did we get? Shit. 609,000 for AEW. We got shit. Here's the question. Do TV ratings really matter? And is this really a victory for the WWE? Okay, put the clock up. ESO, you're up first. You're on the 30. Go. Okay. Is this a victory for the WWE? Somehow I don't think so. With the size difference between the two companies and the roster differences between the two companies, there is no way that AEW even comes close to competing with the WWE. You have to realize you had stars like John Cena. You had The Undertaker. You had Cody Rose being advertised for a, a week straight. And yet he still, and you still end up with a rating under 1 million viewers. There's no way that that's even possible. Just having Cody walk on the stage, that should, that should give you a boost over, over a million viewers. Come on. But let's face it. AEW is not the superior product when it comes to what's going on on TV nowadays. <laughs> uh, let's let, let's face it. This is a, 
Oh, my God. Yes, WWE, oh WWE shouldn't consider it a real win. With the amount of money and effort they put into producing this show, only for it to produce a nine a 900,000 rating in the key de- – and in the key demographics, yes, it had that tremendous – the tremendous difference in rating. But overall, come on. WWE does not stand a chance when it comes to competing. AEW does not stand a chance when it comes to competing WWE one-on-one. But WWE should not consider this a win. All right, well done, Bruce. How did we do? Yeah, awesome, awesome. All right, what did you do there? Oh, wow. All right, well. From the juice to one. Wow. I don't even know what to say about that, bro. I lost the the point. That's awesome. You lost the point. Up two (laughs) is the player who came out strong in the first round. You know he's probably going to have some John Tolos comments. You're on the 30. You go. Well, if if the greatest president of all time, talk about the GOAT, Ronald Reagan was here tonight, he'd tell Bruce, well, well Bruce, there you go again. Um, <laughs> do, do they do they really? I, <laughs> go, baby, I, I go, go, go. That, I don't think that WWE really considers NXT as a competitor. I think, remember uh, Jimmy Valiant when he wrestled on 605 Live, he had always, you know, he'd win a match in about two minutes and he'd say, I can beat this guy at any time. And then he'd proceed to beat the guy at any time. Um, it's not even close. They, it's, it's like they, they said to, the, to, the, to AEW, hey, look, we're going to put a couple of guys from our main, main roster on the farm team. And even if we do that, we're, we're still going to, we're going to slaughter you. So, no, I mean, AEW is, is a boil, a carbuncle. Uh, on NA, on WWE's ass. It's, it, I don't think they take them serious. I don't think they'll... I mean, they will never approach the levels of WWE. I mean, yeah, it's a new company and everything, but WWE's got a 50-year, 60-year head start. So, no, I don't... I don't. I mean, they'll, they'll consistently beat them in the ratings. They'll never be close. John Tolos. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Bruce. Wow. All right, Farrell. Nice. nice. You've got to gain that championship for from my calculations. You are 15 points behind. A 15-point second right. round gets you in first place. Farrell, you're right. on the 30. Go. Is this a victory for WWE? Well, you know, I actually believe that they do pay attention to their competition. That's what a smart business does, and they're clearly the smartest in their line of work. I think it didn't matter. I think that they laughed their asses off, and they're thrilled about it. Why wouldn't they be thrilled about it? And sure, uh, players right when you take uh, some major stars and put them on the B team or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, this is what's going to happen. But the bottom line is, is, is that this show this is what AEW is competing with. I say it again. I mean, they want to take down the Mighty WWE, but they're not taking them down. They're not even beating NXT. Wasn't this where we all started five years ago, like I said, or four years ago, whenever this started? This uh, this is just commonplace now. And it, are they not important? No, they are. They are. The WWE pays attention to them. They're important enough to pay attention to them. Cut the squeaking. What the hell's going on back there? You're walking a dog? But uh, <laughs> no, it doesn't matter at all. It doesn't matter at all to them in the long run because they know exactly what they've got to do when they got to do it. 
They always know the timing, you know. I, I don't know what happened years back with NXT, why they were struggling against AEW. I mean, basically, what? Because they stole all the WWE guys and put them on AEW, you know? So the bottom line is, is no. This is, uh, of course, it's a victory for WWE, just like every other victory. And, uh, oh, yeah, John Tolos. I might as well. Why not? <laughs> Bye, John. Well done, Jimmy. And it's a tie. Thank you. That Tolos comment right. got you over the top, bro. Well done. Thank well God. Done. Thank God. I mean, I'm, uh, Benny's uh, he's, uh, player's killing it, but, I, you know, I love John Tolos too, so he's my guy. Player player is killing it, man. All right, Phil. Come on, Phil. You got to defend that title. You can't be man. a Dusty Rhodes here, bro. All I right. Do my best. You're on the 30. Go. You know, ratings matter, I think, only insofar as we're drawing more viewers to the product, okay? I think NXT had its third highest audience in its history on Tuesday night. AEW probably had um, amongst the lower number of viewers. But what we really need to do is look at the picture and the fact that 1.5 million people were watching, okay? Um, which, is, which is, in this landscape, pretty good. Um, you know... There are so many entertainment options now on different platforms with streaming and just, you know, hundreds of cable stations and, and, and seemingly nothing on. So, you know, our entertainment options have been watered down. But the fact that we could uh, draw with two companies competing against one another, that amount of viewers, I think, is a good thing and a good start. Um you know, of course, AEW was on a different night, and, and I don't think they even got that message out there quickly enough to say that they would be changing their time slot for, you know, I, I guess it was for playoffs, Major League Baseball playoffs is, was what they said it was for. But maybe it was just a test to see how they would do head-to-head. -head. Um, you know, gone are the days where the Superstation on a Saturday and Sunday would draw literally tens of millions of viewers. I think at one point, nearly 50 million viewers tuned into the various programs on Georgia Championship Wrestling. And, and again, it was a different time, fewer options. But, you know, we're never going to reach those days again. Well done, Phil. Um, well done. Well done. Thank you. This is a tight race. I got to tell you, as I'm watching you guys and you bringing up your comments, I'm glad I'm on this side of the desk. Always, uh, your knowledge always am is amazing. All right, question three. Tony, takes, Tony Khan takes another shot at the WWE and Shawn Michaels. In a recent comment today, Tony Khan said that for the first time in history, John Cena and The Undertaker have not drawn a million viewers on TV. He's taking that as a moral victory for AEW. The question is here. We talk about the fans' tribalism and the anger that each has. How could we be angry at the fans when the owners or the leaders of both companies continue to take shots at each other? Farrow, you're up first. Hold on, hold on, Mike. Run that by me one more time. I'm sorry to delay this. Being that fans, people are saying all wrestling fans should be happy and get along, and, and fans should really stop picking sides. How can you pick sides when the owner or owners or the leaders of both companies continue to attack each other? 
All right. I want to hear your thoughts. You're on the 30. Right. Go. How can you not pick sides? You know, pro wrestling, and, and we all, especially us, we know this. We've been around watching generations of wrestling go by. Uh, it's always been about picking sides. It was usually competition most of our adult lives growing up. I mean, even now today, you know, uh, this is the loudest competition that uh, the WWE has had in decades. But it is the loudest, if you really look at it. AEW is louder than TNA on Spike TV was. They're louder. They, TNA Spike TV was not selling, uh, selling out Wembley. Let's just face facts. It is what it is. But the bottom line is, is, is that... It's always going to be this way. You have to you have to have sides. There's a positive, there's a negative, there's a Yankees, there's a Red Sox, there's a Celtics, there's a Lakers, and there's a WWE and anybody else who's around. Or anybody else is big enough to be around. And AEW has actually at least accomplished that. But as far as taking a shot at The Undertaker and Cena not being able to draw a million viewers, are you joking me? This is Most WWE fans, or a good portion of them, do not tune in to NXT, like, you know, the the market, the things that they're selling, the New Day fans, the T-shirts, all that other stuff. Those stuff, they're not watching NXT. So I, I guarantee if you have Cena or Undertaker, et cetera, et cetera, on SmackDown or Raw on top of Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes, and Seth Rollins, and most importantly, John Tolos, you've got yourself killer ratings. What are we talking here? Wow, the Pick John size. Tolos pop. Nice job, Jimmy. Killer third round. All right, ESO, you've got one point. That, by my calculation, means that you need 42 points this round to come into first place. No, no on, problem, Bruce. no problem. I got it. All right, ESO. Come on, Bruce. You're on the clock. You're on the 30. Go. I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I'm ready. Okay, first of all, Koki Khan, he, he's kind of right in some respects. Uh, Undertaker and Cena should draw more people. However, they weren't – advertised as heavily as some of the other people that were going to be on the card, like a, a Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes should have also brought in a bigger number for them. They were up on the week, but overall, they should have been a lot higher when it comes to ratings. Um, as far as these uh, the childish billionaires interfighting, it, it's kind of CEOs of any other corporations outside of these fighting organizations you know, going at each other like that anymore. Well, I guess you do. You, kind of have, you do have the Elon Musks and stuff out there, but it's let's face it it's different strokes for different folks AEW has its its way of doing things wwe has its way of doing things uh nxt is probably the closest to AEW when it when it comes to the actual wrestling content they're pretty you know they they both do a lot of the flips and stuff like that however um i i, I gotta say yeah the the nxt product is it, it, definitely a lot stronger <laughs> <laughs> Let's face it, if we go tit for tat, I was a little surprised that the WWE reacted in such a way when AEW moved to Tuesday nights on the other day. I really, I did not expect them to put such a heavy emphasis on bringing those stars into the show, but it, it did work. It did have that slight boost in the ratings, and uh, I guess Mike's up from his nap. Great job, Bruce. Great job. Point your points. There's drool. Well done. There's drool dripping down your chin, Mike. You might want to wipe off the drool. Thanks, there you go. thanks, Jimmy. Good job. Yeah, you got it, bro. <laughs> Man, only 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 uh, thirty three points to make up in these final rounds. Let's go. <laughs> wow. All right, player. You've got the vice grips on. You've got the 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 pit bull bite. Let's go. You're on the thirty. Go. 
All right, so I'm um, once again because I'm old uh, and I've been a wrestling fan since 1968. I'm going to go old school. I will never understand why uh, the viewers have to make a choice. And I'm going to go back, you know, back in the day as a kid. I got you know the WWF uh, on Channel 47 in Newark, New Jersey. Uh, a couple of years later, I'm, I, then I see NWA uh, Hollywood from the Olympic Auditorium. Uh, in Los Angeles, with, with the star I have to add is John Tolos, uh, and then after that, uh, I got <laughs> I got championship wrestling from Florida. I got Georgia championship wrestling. I got after a while Southwest championship wrestling, and I think uh, world class. So now you're talking. I had six different wrestling promotions that I could choose from. Now, did I take sides and say, "Well, I'm a WWF fan. I'm not going to watch that other crap"? No, I watched them all because I am a First and foremost, I'm a wrestling fan. So I don't know why anybody has to choose. And while I still have 25 seconds left, let me say about Tony Khan, the best thing Tony Khan ever did was swim out of his father's wee-wee when he was a sperm cell. And, and he even had help doing that. And uh, Tony Khan could not find his asshole with a phone oh. and Google Maps. And that is all, John Tolos. Bravo. Bravo. Well Bravo. done. Well done. Well Bravo. done. Oh. That was great. Phil. Wow. The is bringing it. The Pharaoh wow. is you got bringing it. Come on. ESO is, Phil? Come on. is bringing it. He's got this. Kind of. Let's go, Phil. Oh, Defend that title. You're on the 30. Go. Well, it all boils down to the fact that we love to hate. We do. We love to hate. I mean, that's what wrestling's about. We have our good guys, our bad guys. We love to jeer the bad guys and root for the good guys. You know, and this whole AEW versus WWE battle, it's it's difficult. I mean, it's like choosing between John Tolos and Chris Tolos. <laughs> brothers in the same family, but two different characters entirely. <laughs> You know, John has the experience. It's been around longer. It's a proven commodity, okay? And you have young upstart Chris. has a little bit of an attitude, so appealing to a good segment of the market. So it really, I think, I think, you know, it really brings people to the screen. It really does. And, you know, this tribalism thing, and, you know, this ratings thing, too. I was watching. I was flipping back and forth. So, I mean, if I were, you know, someone who they were monitoring to see who I watched, yeah, maybe I watched WWE a little bit more than um, AEW that night. So so I guess that would make a little sense, too. But, I mean, really, we because we love to hate, you know, you look at Howard Stern. People listen to him. His critics listen to him because they wanted to hear what he said. They wanted to love to hate him. They wanted to, to, to criticize him, and that's that's how they – that's how they get off. So I, I think, you know, I think if you put a wrestling Phil, fan in front of a job, TV. man. Wow. You guys are brawling right now. This is a Pier 6 brawl, the three you going at it, a three-way. Well, it's actually a four-way, but Bruce took a powder early in the first, you know, beginning of the match. All right. Question number four. All right. Here we go. The WWE declined CM Punk's return after he initiated talks. CM Punk was fired from AEW, but it doesn't seem that the WWE is interested. A new report is out saying that the WWE rejecting the Second City Savior's attempts of getting back with the company. Is this a work, or is this the truth? 
Opening up the round. The player. Get you up on the board. Actually, you're in first place right now, looking to regain that title. We're going to put you on uh -oh. the 30. This is going to be big. Big round here. You're on. Go. Well, Mr. Monty, our beloved host, that is a cutting question. And I mean like cutting like Fred Blassie's teeth on uh, John Tullis's forehead. But let, <laughs> let me answer that for you. Uh, <laughs> and I, I believe the source of this information is uh, Dave Meltzer. And I want to say about Dave Meltzer that there is no truth to the rumor that Kenny Omega uh, ensured Dave Meltzer's lips with Lloyd of, Lloyd's of London. But it is true that if one of the young bucks stopped short, that uh, Meltzer's nose would be fractured in three places. So, Oof. Uh, you know, wrestling, you, when can you ever say anything definitively, definitively in professional wrestling? Who's to say the punk's not coming back? Punk, I would not be surprised if CM Punk showed up in Saudi Arabia. I, since when does any wrestling news source have any credibility, especially Dave Meltzer? Dave Meltzer was relevant in 1984. In 2023, he's totally irrelevant. Uh, there may be some reasons right now why Punk may not be with uh, WWE, but I can't see him appearing anywhere else. I can't see him not adding value. And I really think, I mean, I I definitely think that he got royally screwed with this whole this whole incident in AEW. I think all he did was he handled business in the absence of anybody else handling business. And and you know, hooray well for done. Him. Well done, player. You are rocketed here. Phil, you're up next on the thirty. Go. Wow. All right. Some thought here. Drawing a blank as to the question here. Totally drawing a blank. Is the CM Punk oh, yes. being rejected by the... You got thrown off by the thousand John... To, I, don't think, I don't think Benny got to, the, uh, to CM Punk to like a minute into the question and got about a thousand right. It's a work. It's a work. I smell a work a mile away. You know, here's the deal. I mean, the, the internet... Marks are, are just so smart. There's There are cameras everywhere, people whispering in the shadows, okay? Yeah, I mean, everyone knows what he had for lunch, all right? So they've got to do something to pique a little interest, build a little drama. I mean, Survivor Series is coming up in, I think, is it in Chicago? I think it is this year. So that would make good sense to build up this uncertainty and uh, have him re-debut there. So I think there's something going on there. He's a proven commodity, so they make decisions based financially, first and foremost. Um, you know, and I'm not sure who's in charge now. There are whisperings that, um, that Hunter is, and I think Hunter is a fan of, although he did call him once, uh, oh, he, he, he insulted uh, CM Punk. He said he called him skinny fat before, which, which might be a little bit true. But um, I think it's a work. I think he's got still much to contribute. I think they, just as a slight or a slap against AEW, I think they'd hire him. And if Vince has any say, just for the fact that he stood up to Tony Khan and, and, and had his uh, run in, I think that would garner him some extra points with WWE. So I think he's in. I just think, it's again, it's a question of when. I said before, he will be in. The clock is up. The clock is up. Well done, Phil. That was a tough one. Um, this is going to be tight, boys. Next up. Farrow, you're on the 30. Go. 
Are we being worked? Well, Mike, what have we learned? What have we learned since we started doing this about six or seven years back or five? I don't even remember anymore. What have we learned? Everybody's working everybody, right? That's the whole deal in this business. Everybody works everybody. So while it's a sexy story today, next week it'll be a sexier story to make something else up about CM Punk because that's what Mel And by the way, Meltzer is still relevant because people are still talking about him, including this guy right here. As much as I can't stand the guy, we're still talking about him, so he must be somewhat relevant. Yeah, we're being worked. Punk will be back when no one expects it. That's the best business. It makes business sense. This is too sexy. This is too juicy for WWE. Punk is a walking, living, breathing douchebag, and everybody <laughs> wants to know what that douchebag is up to. That's what everybody wants to know. So this is going to happen. At some point, it will happen. I keep thinking Royal Rumble for some reason because Punk deserves, and I can hear Punk going, well, you gave it to Edge in Royal Rumble. You did this, blah, 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 blah. He's going to want something more major than just Survivor Series. But the thing that Punk wants the most, and he's going to insist on it, is, is as his manager, John fucking <laughs> The coach. <laughs> Whoa, what a final answer. Whoa. All right, ESO. You've got to come up with I like got this. 51 <laughs> points. I got this. To get I back into this. this. I got it. Oh, All right. Are you ready? You're on ready. the 30. Go. CM Punk, he's going to be back by Survivor Series. And then John Tolos, 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 John Tolos. John Tolos, 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 he tried the Tolos action, but our producer decided oh, wow. he needs to go Hell to the land of Misfit Toys. Thank you. And I'm Bye. sorry to say this, Phil, but you're going to have to go join him as you now become guys. the second paper champion we've had on this show. Oh, You've done Thank a wonderful you. job. I hope to see you next week. You you're, the man. you're the Good man. Good luck Thanks, in the guys. land of Misfit Toys, Jen. <laughs> Bye. Oof. All right, boys, championship round. Jimmy, you're back again. Yes, sir. I got to tell you, the player is on fire. But this is going to be a He's tough dangerous. one. This is He's a very dangerous. tough question coming up. All Are right. you ready? <laughs> I think so. The Iron Claw preview just came out. Do you think this movie will do the Von Erichs justice? And what do the Von Erics mean to professional wrestling? Player, you're up first. You're having an incredible game, player. Tons of credit. Unbelievable. I will tell both of you guys, John Tolo's comments will not get you points in this final round. Fair enough. Fair enough. You're on the 30. Go, player. 
You know, as far as will it do them justice or not, it really depends on how how they're portrayed, and that I don't know. I, I I'm not sure if that if it's going to be a true tell all. Um, I think there's so much about especially Carrie Von Eric, but not not just Carrie Von Eric, really the entire family. I mean, how many how many deaths, how many suicides? It's it's really a tragedy. And I mean, the Von Erichs. When you talk about great wrestling families, who, who do you start with? You, you really the first name that comes to mind besides the Tolos family is the Von Erich family. Um, and, you know, right at the top is, is Carrie and then uh, David, Chris, Mike. Um, I, I think that they are, I mean, they'll go down as one of the greatest wrestling families in, in the history of wrestling. They're, they're right up there. But um, I think in terms of tragedy, and I, I can't even list them all. I think uh, Mike and Chris committed suicide. David died somewhere in Japan. And I believe Carrie also committed suicide. Um, that um, it's just, it's such a tragedy. And, and I mean, they were on top of the world. They were the gods of Texas for years and years. I mean, they were, they were rock stars. Let's, there's no, mis- no mistake about it. They, uh, they had their. They almost had as many groupies as the player. Well done, player. Right now, you got a ten-point lead. The championship. The champion's been knocked out. The belt's in the middle of the ring. The only thing between you and grabbing that ten pounds of gold is the star of the show, Mr. Jimmy Farrow. Jimmy, the thirties up on the board. Wishing you luck. Go. Well. Will it do it justice? I sure hope so, but I'll tell you what, just the fact that it's been made is already doing them justice because, honestly, this is the greatest American wrestling family, in my opinion, in the history of this business. Tragedies not aside, everything about this family, you know, up in the New York area, of course, we look at our time period, but understand that these were the Dallas Cowboys of pro wrestling, this family. They really were. They were... They could have easily been the cast of any great Western. They fit their image like a glove. They were the greatest American wrestling family. And it was very sad what happened with the family. I, to this day, can't figure out what on earth could ever cause a family to go through so much misery. But when you really think about it, outside of the Samoan dynasty, I really don't think that this family has a rival. This is really, really, truly Americana. This is the West, but it's also the South. It's also a huge portion of this country. And honestly, and when Kerry came here, Mike and I both went nuts for Kerry Von Eric, one way or the other, because when you have it, you have it. And when you think about how this family, one after another, had it, David, Kevin, Kerry, I mean, the father obviously was legendary. Not as legendary as John Tolos, but legendary. You were talking about the greatest American wrestling fan. We got a new champion, Jimmy Farrell, the new world champion. Well done, sir. Hey, Jimmy, you Thank must you. be pumping iron in Florida. Yes, sir. Yes, we'll sir. We see you. We'll see you guys next week. Well done. <laughs>